So today we're trying a new format. We're going to not talk about anything in particular, not any specific topic, but instead we're going to be discussing and just have like a regular conversation that we would normally have. We're just going to shoot the shit, talk about things that we want to talk about with absolutely no structure and we'll see where it leads us. Is that all right with you, Chris? Oh, please. I mean, we've been wondering about should it be more structured? Should it be less structured? What we're doing here? So this is kind of like a nice experiment. So let's do it. All right, let's get started. Oh, not bad. It's done. I feel so much better. I bought the new Pokemon mm. game for myself as a reward. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I And I'm so happy. It's great. Guess who I named my rival in my Pokemon? Ooh, the pre- like, it's definitely something Star Wars. I, mean, I, I assume it's not Chris. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> uh, is it? Oh, Thrawn. No. Oh, that would have been so much better. I might do that next time. Um, uh, it's Lux. Lux. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, the hatred. Yeah. The hatred. <laughs> oh. oh, Thrawn is a great idea. Yeah. But Thrawn I have respect for. No, Lux not. Now, now yeah, I feel exactly. Im- immediately emotionally invested in you beating Lux every time. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but right now, I'm I'm still like in the process of starting up because... Um, I'm one of those people who I have like a friend who I trade with and I am like restarting the game every time and trading him all the starters and making sure I have all the starters and making sure I have female starters so then I can breed for shinies later on and just like going through this whole process of getting myself on the right foundation before I can um, actually begin my journey against Lux. I, I love how how seriously you're taking this. This is extremely important because I know. it's, you know, the foundations of how you start with the game will set you off in the right or wrong direction, depending on what you do. Obviously, anyone, any Joe Schmo can beat the Elite Four and just beat the game, but there's a level of class that you have to do it with. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, sure. But, I mean, your your attitude towards that makes me makes me have high hopes for season two of serially hooked uh because you're taking stuff like that seriously i mean i would i only take things like this seriously it's i can't half-ass things like this honestly i think it's like a uh, a malfunctioning aspect of my programming but it's a glitch in the program i mean is it isn't it could be something positive too it could be positive except when it you know overrides more important things that i should be doing I mean, but what's more important than Pokemon? Touche. <laughs> Touche. God. It's no, it's just a fun experience, honestly. And it's fun to relax for a minute, even though like, you know, tomorrow I'll get back into things. But for today and like for um my flight coming up soon and just for I guess general life. <laughs> Good to relax for a minute. Mm, so you do you always do that after deadlines? You take a day off if you can? I thought you were going to say, do you always buy a Pokemon game? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's way too many deadlines and too few Pokemon games. Honestly, though, there are so many Pokemon games nowadays. I can hardly recognize it. But yeah, I always take one day off or try to take one day off um, after a deadline. Just as so, a so you, And then you just chill and do whatever? 
exactly and like guilt-free yeah so so many times that like i when anyone is war sorry like wow i said sorry very canadianly there um I yeah, won't hold like, it against you. <laughs> I'll most it Canadian, uh, it's the most Canadian uh, word. It honestly is, and except for myself, I like buck all the trends of Americans. I say sorry way too much, obviously. But I forget what I was saying. What was I saying? Uh, Pokemon games. Ah, yes. So, um, no, I was talking about relaxation. So, oh, yeah. like, yeah, so many times when one is not doing anything there's a sense of guilt underlying that where it's like oh i should be doing something productive i could actually be getting stuff done what am i doing etc etc i i don't know if that's universal but that's something that's in my head a lot of the times of course we're, li- we're but, living we're living in a capitalist society of course we need exactly. to be productive yeah so it's really nice after like a deadline to really just have a day fully guilt-free i was like i feel completely satisfied with myself i don't need to worry about this and i can take a day for myself so i really enjoy it Nice. Do you do you plan ahead what you're doing on these days, or is it just like you wake up and then it's whatever you fancy? I tend to just have like uh, not appointments, but just like uh, just meeting friends and stuff like that. So that kind of stuff you plan just because you have to like work out schedules. But mm. other than that, I tend just to be like, oh, whatever the day, you know, whatever I enjoy on the day. And often with deadlines and procrastinators like myself it's i'm working very last minute you know so if i'm sleeping till 3 a.m or whatever or no sorry staying up till 3 a.m just working on this deadline then i lose half a day anyways by just sleeping in (laughs) (laughs) oh wow yeah i don't i don't know that side of you the uh uh you know staying up until 3 a.m that's not something yeah, it's a rare occasion, but it's I think it's like where my desire to sleep early clashes with my desire to be perfectionist with my work. Mm-hmm. So it it always like culminates at the deadline because you're just working until the absolute last minute. Nice. Yeah, I did I did I ever tell you about the uh my 5P uh model of like papers or like probably any any uh any project actually no the five p is I'm p so as in the letter yeah i assumed yeah uh, <laughs> i assume you're not urinating on all of your work i mean you don't know how i work <laughs> it's an integral part <laughs> yeah no i have no idea what's going what so so we have it's it's not necessarily stages it's just because it can vary and um there is uh there is like the um oh shit i forget one of the p's damn it <laughs> why does that happen <laughs> uh what is it <laughs> fuck i forget one of them damn it <laughs> that's bad it's not four p's it's five <laughs> but uh the other four are pro- uh, perfectionism, panic, productivity, and procrastination. Nice. But it is one of these things where in the, in the beginning you set out uh, and you have like all of these grand plans. Like, yeah, it's going to be amazing. I have so much time and this is like really interesting. And then, But I still have so much time. I can chill. Yeah. And then at some point you realize, oh, no. 
the deadline is looming, but I, I don't want to do it. So I'm going to procrastinate even like even more. <laughs> and then the deadline is really there. And it's like, shit, now I have to do. That's how I've always done things. I wait because I know myself and how I work. I um, I always wait until the last possible minute and then I just power through, which is not healthy. But uh, I that's the only way. I could never work without deadlines. Yeah, same. It's really hard. And even self-imposed deadlines are tough to keep up with sometimes. That never works for me. Self-imposed deadlines? <laughs> How uh, is there a middle ground between some sort of um higher up giving you a deadline? Like does um co-working deadlines work for you? I feel like there must be like some sort of power imbalance for deadlines to work for me. If like if there are no consequences for me missing a deadline, then it's it doesn't work. Yeah. One thing that I've tried at one point, I don't remember how, I don't do it obviously anymore, but I did deadlines with friends and I would have to pay them money if I didn't make the deadline. <laughs> wow. I just not pay the money, you know? I mean, it's like, whatever, it's my money. <laughs> you can tell me, you can't tell me anything. So, oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. It's just, I, I like, I think I have this self uh, imposed shame if I don't do it for my yeah. friends, even, you know? And the consequence is yeah. I actually do lose my money. So, <laughs> Yeah, but that kind of like accountability through your peers doesn't work for me. No? No. You don't care not... about the opinion of your peers? No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, oh, man. I'm just it's so interesting. I don't care about the opinion of my superiors as much as I do my peers. Yeah. It's like I, I care about my own opinion to an extent of like, this needs to be perfect, not for anyone else, but for myself, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, for others as well, just because yeah, it is yeah, yeah. one of these. I want to show everyone that I am capable. <laughs> mm. It's a tough balance, honestly. It is. Uh, but now, now you have just project after project after project, huh? Yeah, that's the thing is just like, in the creation of one huge project it's just the only way to tackle it is to conquer divide and conquer right and just mm. do these different projects separately so yeah that's about it it's it's like it seems like a never-ending stream but then in reality when you look at it it's just kind of like oh this is if you break this down into the different components of any sort of project that you're doing it it kind of makes sense so yeah, I think that, and that's kind of what sets, you know, people apart, people who are good project managers and people who aren't. Yep. And it's interesting. Most, most, mostly like the good product, like project managers are the ones who succeed most of the time. One would hope. Would one? What, uh... I think project managers want to hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like it's a really different difficult skill though when you consider how do you best like manage so many juggling balls in the air it's it can be tough so many times and or just hmm. simple organizational skills that I think is is I don't think it's a skill that we are explicitly taught but we kind of learn as we go along and Honestly, when or I we don't, about, or we don't, yeah, and I think that really is the biggest difference: is how to how to organize it, how to not to be overwhelmed when you have ten things or twenty things on your to do list, mm. and just to be able to look at it all like more systematically. I think it's mm. a big deal. 
for so do you do you have a to-do list do you have like an app do you i mean i I assume you have an app because as we've established uh you're a man of the 21st century and whereas i am not actually i have uh uh, an actual physical notebook for that kind of stuff (laughs) okay nice. just the buck trends Uh, i do both honestly because if there's something that i is super urgent i do put a reminder in my phone on top of the um the the notebook so i just have on my calendar um day by day just different tasks that i have to do and i have these little check boxes that i can like you know check mark and complete stuff um so yeah so that's one way that i kind of manage some tasks other ways is uh grouping them to based on different categories so if i have this one thing that i'm doing on now and then i create weekly goals and then daily goals underneath them and those are the different tasks that I have to complete um, on a regular basis, I guess. And then there are, uh, oh, that's about it. I would say I I'm really intrigued by, by the idea of bullet journaling, which I actually only really recently learned about because I'm <laughs> which an is ignorant so funny person, to me. <laughs> right? That's like something yeah. super up my alley, except for the fact that it takes a lot. I, I feel like it takes consistent effort to keep up. And that's not something that I don't really like. I like to, I don't know, sometimes my, so many things are going on that I just write stuff down, like scratching haphazardly and just, Mm. it's, it's sometimes I haven't really thought about it too much. So it'd be nice to um, consider that bullet journaling, uh, but. But that's also something that one can be perfectionist about, you know. It has to yeah. be like visually really pleasing and whatever. It's like no, it's a, you can do it whatever you want, and it's it kind of it goes into the direction of the like productivity porn, where a lot yeah. like a lot of people want to be more productive, and so they spend a lot of time trying to seek out resources about how to be more productive, all while work's not getting done. You know, <laughs> that's kind of a nice trap there. It's so interesting. It's such a difficult like. If if there was like a clear answer for the best way to be productive, there wouldn't be so many so much discussion about the best way to be productive, honestly. Yeah, but people are different. People work differently. That's so. true. That's true. I'm just like just do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you do like the do you do something like eat the frog? Okay, we're we're not really we're really deep into productivity bullshit right now, but like do you do something <laughs> like that or do you procrastinate? I don't know things? what that is. What's eat the frog? Oh, uh, eat the frog is a uh, is a term where it's like a very simple thing where it's like if you have like say you have like five tasks for a day and there's one you really don't want to do you do that one first so the worst thing is behind you oh i do that with food um (laughs) (laughs) nice i i guess so i guess it just depends on the it depends on my morning so if I feel like I'm in a good place, a good headspace, I will do the thing that I don't want to do first and then the other stuff later because I know that 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 ideal state of mind is going to diminish. But if I'm like struggling in the morning, just being like, uh, <laughs> then it's kind of like I'll do easy things to get myself into the day, hoping that it'll improve, yeah. if that makes sense. Do you have a morning routine right now? I assume you have. Generally, um, to to what extent it is every day is uh, is different, but generally it's wake up and go to the gym, and then yeah, wake, the- waking up is a good first step, right? Right, um, waking up, trying to wake up early, going to the gym, and then after that, 
um, I try to go to the library to work um, and just kind of get myself into it a little bit uh, on days where I don't. Because if I have like meetings in the morning, I have to be home now because that's a whole thing. <laughs> then I'll work at home or try to work in a different space than my like actual room, if that makes sense. But yeah, for sure. It's a different, you know, it's generally go to the gym. And if I'm not going to the gym in the morning, I have like uh, I play tennis in the morning sometimes. So I try to be active in the morning because I like to wake up early to have a couple hours to myself before I have to get started working. I, I, I really hate the days where I have to get up and just sprint and start working. So and and some people and some days I just like sit in the house and just relax and take those take those couple hours for myself and do nothing. So as long as those hours are mine, I am happy. Nice. Yeah, that's that's sounds very familiar. That's when I was at the top of my game, that's what my uh morning routine was like. Nowadays it's not important. so much. It is. It I really think, is. Yeah. It's it's especially when you're just thinking about work all the time. I think that's very that's psychologically unhealthy and it's important to just be like, no, I need to actually take a break here. So yeah for sure do you do you i mean i suppose because you are working out you do eat something because you have to because otherwise you're just gonna be very hungry b before lunch but are you a breakfast person i love breakfast breakfast is like a big thing for me um i i all have been eating the same breakfast every single day almost for years i always eat the same thing yogurt blueberries and chia seeds it's yeah i was just gonna say <laughs> it's the same thing and i love it so much it's kind of crazy how much i enjoy it yeah um, yeah i haven't i haven't eaten like dairy yogurt in so long uh, that's, the, that's the one thing about that's the one problem with vegan yogurt is you can't get the greek yogurt consistency oh you can do it yourself though you can strain uh, i've strained coconut yogurt before yeah Yeah, I know I can. Yeah, that's just uh, an extra. <laughs> You're just willing to to put the work in, and I'm not. Well, the thing is, when I was living in Japan, the yogurt in Japan is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, so I course. just had to make it myself to be somewhat happy with what I'm eating. So that was the that was the choice I had to make, and I made it. Yeah. So um, you know, first first thing in the morning, Rashad goes to the farm to make <laughs> some cows. <laughs> Uh, if That's only that, that I think that would be like a great life hmm. in an though? alternate universe. No, if I didn't live in modernity, I wouldn't mind being a farmer. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day because, as I was joking earlier, I kind of try to live in as uh, my life as analog as possible, which is not easy. Uh, but you know, what if uh, I kind of wish I was born 10 years earlier or something. I mean, I know it's still modernity, don't get me wrong, but it is just, I barely remember a time before the internet and mobile phones. Yeah, I think for you, maybe 40 years earlier would have been ideal. No, 40 years is not that good, but 10 years I think is enough. You think so? I don't know, there was a lot of bullshit going on uh in like those deck i mean there's always bullshit going on but yeah is there not like... bullshit now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i don't want to be like conscious during like thatcher reagan era oh i see yeah you know? but i i could just see you being like in your 20s in like the 60s and stuff and just mm. kind of really being in that vibe 
Oof. I could totally imagine that. So you wanna you you what you're saying is uh, you can see me as a boomer. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I think that's an insult. Is it? Well, I don't understand this whole like generational bullshit. Yeah, it makes no sense. I don't honestly. either. I'm People just, just I'm like just to pit doing generations it. against each other. Yeah, it's for me. It's the same as with the like zodiac signs. I just use it to make fun to crack ah. some jokes. You know what? What? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I don't even. I wouldn't even understand a joke about zodiac signs. I tried that. to do that the other day, and I was like, "Am I doing this right? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> I was like googling stuff. I was like, okay, so what? I'm I'm literally the only time I look up something related to zodiac signs is how to make like to use it to crack a joke. That's so interesting. Wait, so like, are you just speaking with people, and you're like, "Hold on, let me Google this thing about zodiac signs so I can make a joke." I mean, it's usually like asynchronous communication or like somewhat asynchronous. Uh, it's not face okay. to face for sure. <laughs> like that, that's not <laughs> that's not that's not feasible. Um, but yeah, but that's like that's generally how I crack jokes because I'm not funny, so I have to research. You know, <laughs> that's like the funny. It's so funny to think about. It's like yeah, I have to research for my jokes. Yeah, but uh, well, who doesn't like a well-researched joke? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Jokes. Ugh. And Zodiac signs also a, zo- uh, a rabbit hole. Uh, but Wait, why are jokes a rabbit hole? I don't know. I just don't want to talk about jokes. It's like too, too meta. It's like too... If you're talking seriously about jokes, that's weird. Ah, I see. It gets very confusing. Exactly, exactly. No, but like... Um, so you're you're eating like blueberries all year round. That's crazy. Yeah, of course. No questions. I bought I would like travel like an hour on the train to go get blueberries in Japan. <laughs> this is one of the most rashad things I've ever heard. <laughs> it's so important and if you could save so if you're going to buy like 200 grams of blueberries for like 5 euros or oh you're going God. to buy like a like 900 grams of blueberries for like 6 euros or 7 euros. I'm yeah. definitely gonna travel to go get more. I hope just not not just for the blueberries though, because that's definitely not worth it. No, other stuff as well, but the Good. blueberries, it's cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, sense. it would be cheese, uh, sometimes yogurt, blueberries, and then other miscellaneous groceries. It, it was a very important part of my routine and my life in mm. Japan. <laughs> So so how how glad are you to not live there anymore from a from a uh, dietary perspective culinary perspective It's interesting I'm it, it goes back and forth depending on what I want to cra- what I'm craving like course, every yeah. place if you want you, Japanese food <laughs> Exactly exactly that's the thing and it's just like there are and or even like some other stuff there's like good stuff in Japan for sure it's just I think, I mean, moving from Japan to the UK isn't really a huge upgrade. <laughs> in terms of food. Yeah. In terms of food. But in terms of like groceries and stuff, it really is, honestly. Mm. Like I really prefer groceries um, here. But that said, that or that being said, there are very there are a lot of ingredients that are a lot cheaper there too, depending on if they're regional, right? 
but mm -hmm. I, I do prefer high vegetable and fruit diets and stuff like that, which is just a lot easier to do when you are, when it's not abhorrently expensive to buy strawberries. So <laughs> you get used to it though. And actually like I had a good culinary lifestyle there. I think it was just a bit more expensive than I would have liked. So I don't mind it that much. I, I, I think I'm also, I'm thinking of going back next year, which is I mean, COVID willing, I guess, but it's definitely, I guess I'm trying to set my expectations. I don't know. Mm, yeah, next year is going to be a travel year for you, isn't it? Yes, I'm very excited. It's been so long since I haven't really traveled. I mean, saying that I like went to like four different countries last year and this year, no, this year. This year or last year? Oh, no, this year I only traveled twice internationally. Mm. Last year was four times-ish i think four year four countries is just as much as i've visited in the last five years <laughs> well i mean it's just a different level of standard right yeah for sure own, i guess it's just like it's it's actually i've noticed it was like it or has been a psychological shock in the sense that i really miss traveling and going to different places and the other day um when i just went to new york and even though i like i mean you know the us is so familiar to me but new york is not like going to home it's a little bit different than going to home it was just such a breath of fresh air going to somewhere new and just exploring new stuff so wait a second you you but surely you've been to new york before so many times i've been to new york you know at least a dozen times okay. but just because it's, it's like it can be new every time depending on where you are exactly and it, and it was new new neighborhoods and stuff but it was like at least it wasn't home right because mm -hmm. this year really i only travel home and then just staying here in the uk and last year i did travel i did did, did i travel home last year i don't remember but last year was like more exploratory i guess went to new countries and stuff but mm. it, it's just a different vibe you know I'm trying to remember when the last time was that I went to a new country. Crazy. Because <laughs> even the... You should come visit me in Hawaii next year. Uh, uh, that would be lovely. Yeah, uh, just... If you, if you put 10 pounds a month away, you can visit in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh-huh, 10 pounds a month. That's yeah. so much for a ticket to Hawaii. Well, you should get yeah, a passport first because mine isn't valid anymore. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, so I can just not do that. <laughs> Uh, interesting that's yeah. interesting that's an interesting thought well yeah and i do i still have my id and that like that's valid throughout the eu so who, yeah. what, whatever <laughs> is that valid to like uh obviously to switzerland and to norway and the other like eea so. countries yeah, yeah. yeah okay just not to the uk so if i want to visit you anywhere that's outside of the eu whether that's the uk or the us and honestly you should come to the uk at some point yeah and you should that's come to like, berlin price is not a not a consideration there no that's true yeah it's just other things just I, as you said the passport yeah i mean it's mostly COVID, honestly at this uh, point yeah good point i mean yeah well that that whole thing yep that's that's not it's, it's the c word let's not talk about the c word <laughs> <laughs> just like what, what? yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, but I I had so many travel plans for 2020, man. I was like, yeah. I'm done with my degree. I can finally travel. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm just like <laughs> your your sound effects always get me. Well, thanks. I, I think that it. was a compliment. Um, no, it is. It is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, things open up a little bit in the next year or two. So yeah, uh, it's in the next year or two, as I silently weep inside. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it is it is an interesting thing as well. Like I'm trying to figure out what to do now, like just holistically with my life, I guess. Because mm. the thing I thought I was going to do for 10 years, I guess I'm not going to do. So, wow, you've you've decided on that. I mean, it's not going to happen. I'm still yeah. looking for stuff, but it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I had the best, you know. I did apply for literally the best job in that path. And I didn't get it. So I was like, am I, how motivated am I to go to a lesser job? Mm, fair you enough. Know? Yeah. So I don't know. And I've been out of the whole field for too long too. Really? Feel it. It's been two years, man. Wow, two years, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I haven't done a single thing for it in, in the meantime, which is part of the problem, but it's one of, it's like catch-22 of yeah. like, I don't have any prospect for a position, so... Why should I put work into it? But if I don't put work work into it, that d- diminishes my likelihood, the likelihood of me getting a position like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yay. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about that the other day about how so, so much in life can be um, jumping through hoops in a way, at, at least if you go with like the, with the expectations, you know, you do this, you do that, and you have all of these like, uh, cornerstone all of these different things that you're doing like and it's, and then it's on to the next thing and it's just like oof that's it's pretty taxing yeah I think it's also like a a, coale- a coalescence of your own expectations and other expectations that are around mm. you so and it's really hard to sometimes rein those back so often is it it's like oh we have to kind of keep moving forward or whatever and that kind of permeates into our own expectations and that becomes even more disappointing so yeah for sure because obviously we can't we can't help but be influenced by our surroundings but of course uh, yeah so that's i'm like trying to rewire my brain right now too with that it's like i had this very very distinct set of expectations and what is valuable and what isn't and now i'm just like i can just throw all of this away and trying to build this up from the ground i guess that's kind of like a good opportunity though because you have the opportunity to frame everything again and how many times in life do you get a chance to just as you said build everything up from the ground and that's a cool positivity that you can bring to your life if you do it right yeah it's very true it's also scary but it's also definitely very valuable uh and i've talked to a few people actually who've had the same experience and yeah uh it can be great it's just now i have to think what else like if i if i can't do this thing what else do i want and it's that's not so easy to figure out sometimes you know finding out what you want is so hard why is it so hard to just be like what do i want from life I think just because we're constantly distracted from outside input of like what people, what 
society, what media tells us what we what we could want or what we should want. And then we are just we're so bombarded by it that we we just don't we're like kind of losing touch of what we actually want. And so we kind of have to go through this through this through this journey. Yeah, it's a tough position to always be in. Yeah. So what do you want? No idea. <laughs> nice. I'm just forward. <laughs> the thing is like for me is all I would quote unquote want is just like, you know, if I'm content on a day-to-day basis and that's all that I really I'm like care for. Like from a macro perspective, I'm I, w- I think I would be happy doing anything that I do just because like that's my mentality and my perspective, but but how do, how how easy do you think uh, like how easy is it for you or how difficult to kind of balance micro and macro level so i think they're they're kind of tied in a way um so from a micro perspective is on a day-to-day basis am i just like happy with my days Uh, and and if the answer is generally yes you know not always obviously because that's not realistic to be like oh i'm gonna be happy every single day of my life um you have to kind of accept moments where you're not going to be happy but um i think like from a macro perspective i have a very weird uh way of looking at it but as long as i can like if i died today would i be happy with the situation or be happy dying today and if the answer is yes then i'm good like that's a macro perspective how i look at it um Alas, that's just my the way I look at things. I think <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's how I do it. Huh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because if like you, for me, for me, it's like if from from a macro perspective, if of all the choices that I've made, if they, if I really, I do have regrets. Everyone, I mean, some regrets here and there, but. Like if I'm, I'm just generally, I, I guess happy. That's a weird, way, weird way to say that. Um, I don't know why it's weird to say that you admit that you're happy. Um, but yeah, it's this thing of like, no, you should be suffering. <laughs> exactly. Why? Why are we so obsessed with suffering? And just like, and this idea that you're only progressing if you're going through shit basically yeah and if you if you have accomplished something but you haven't suffered it's not really an accomplishment so exactly yeah, um, yeah but is happy like it's a very interesting word choice there happiness because i feel always feel like happiness is such a you can't because happiness in its like conception is just a fleeting thing it's like a moment like in a, in the moment thing you can't be happy like for a week just that's because a good point like, like you know but uh, again like you like is it okay to just say like contentment because that's kind of underwhelming in a way well i think it's just synonyms for the same thing you can you can extrapolate a definition for happiness that suits you i guess so so what what do you mean by happiness (laughs) yeah i think content like a general a general contentment with life and the situation that things are going on and the decisions that you've made and the 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 trajectory that everything is going and if you we're feel... so different it's <laughs> incre- in that in that regard yeah and i'm just generally i also like i think for me it's it's such a i'm 
it's easy for me to be happy. I think that's a psychological thing and just uh, inherent in my personality. Um, so that's something that is unique, I guess, or different about me. Um, I mean, as opposed to me. No, I mean, not only you. There's a lot or of people like who most, just act A lot of people, yeah. Yeah, so like, I also, I think it's, happiness is a momentary thing for sure. It is iner- inherently fleeting, but that doesn't, for me, diminish the culminate the culmination of multiple event multiple um moments of happiness or moments of contentment you know create an an aura or a sense of oneself that i think for me can then from a macro perspective become defined as uh happiness so hmm. that was a very roundabout way of describing it but that's how i guess i feel i don't know it's complicated but it's fun Mm -hmm. it's fun to think about yeah for sure yeah that's that's incredible like yeah our our brains are just wired differently that way yeah and to (laughs) each their own i mean i wish i was i was different but yeah that's just like you can't like rewiring your brain is very difficult it takes a lot of time yeah i mean and you can what one can argue is it possible yeah yeah that's to an extent i don't think so it's just i think you can you can like if if you're thinking about it as a spectrum and like we're on polar opposites of the spectrum we i don't think we are but we are like we're on different sides i think we can just come close like if i like started rewiring my brain that way if that worked uh i would just come closer to the middle in a sense but i would never i would probably not like cross the threshold to the other side i don't think yeah but it's an interesting question that i mean the the desire to try and feel that you want to rewire your brain that's like some a question in and of itself right it's like should you want to we rewire your brain or just accept your brain for what it is and work within that parameters yeah, that's true, but it is just like any other form of change, right? If you, if you desire it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> if, if the suffering is too high, that sounds very melodramatic. Yeah, in a very Chris Chris fashion. <laughs> no, but Tim, I get Tim, what you Tim. mean. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's how people learn, unfortunately, through mistakes and pain. Yeah, and that's cool though. Like failure is a part of life, and failure is like honestly, like something that it's important to learn how to reconcile with mm. and deal with and move forward from so and that's something that is not easy for anyone yeah for sure and as we've all learned from master yoda failure is an important part of the learning process it is the learning process it is for sure and that's like that's what's exciting about I don't know, from my optimistic, inherently optimistic perspective. It's like, whatever you do, if you succeed, you're happy because you succeeded. If you fail, you should be happy because you failed and you can learn. So it's a win-win situation, life. That's very interesting because that doesn't compute with my understanding of perfectionism at all, but I get where you're coming from. Does that make sense? I don't know. It does make sense. It's just a very optimistic way of looking at things, which again, (laughs) goes against my nature. So. Yeah, I don't know at what point in life I realized I'm an optimist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm an optimist too with like other people. 
what do you mean by that? <laughs> so I, I have a, <clears throat> I came up with this distinction like a few years ago. Like when it comes to myself, I'm a pessimist. When it comes to uh, like the people I care about, I'm an optimist. And when it comes to the world at large, I'm a cynic. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. So, and like, I don't think cynicism necessarily is a bad thing either. Um, just because I, th I think the best def definition I've ever seen of cynicism or a cynic is a disappointed optimist. And I think that's definitely true for me. Whoa. Right? Whoa. I love so, that definition. Yeah. It's not for me. I don't know where I heard it, unfortunately. Otherwise, I'd like cite them or whatever. But Oh, wow. A cynic is only a disappointed optimist. Mm -hmm. oh, so well done. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. It's definitely so then, true. Like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, that's kind of like me with not with um, uh, optimism and pessimism, but more so with just like expectations, I guess. I have high expectations for myself. Mm -hmm. And it's like for the people that I care about the most, there's high expectations, but just like they're a little bit lower. <laughs> and then for the people that I don't care about at all, it's like concentric circle. So there, I have yeah. very low expectations nice also i think with like general like for me personally general flexibility and like um ability to just be chill and not mm -hmm. uh be so i think it's like i'm a mo a more like rigid with my own self than i am with mm -hmm. uh people that like if, if you're a person that i don't really know that well it's just like yeah do whatever it's not not gonna bother me but if it's myself it's like oh things have to be a certain way you have to like um yeah. act a certain within a certain parameters yeah, I think that's like a really interesting point and that's true for probably everyone, question mark, but a lot of people, certainly a lot yeah. of people that I know that um, one's own like standards for oneself and expectations are way more important and way higher usually than any outside thing. Yeah, so true. Oh, man yeah Oof, this this got really serious <laughs> i don't know where we started this conversation with pokemon, with pokemon. <laughs> and everything wow. starts with pokemon everything begins with pokemon it's yeah. great i love it honestly it, it, is, it is great yeah but uh yeah i've definitely fell off the bandwagon with that one like uh, the the game not the this conversation but the game <laughs> uh, it's too bad and now like with your uh, eye issues it's really hard to kind yeah. of get back into it i know it really so sucks. sad but yeah i because i would love to play it again honestly yeah. but i just, just can't i don't know i was i was talking to yours the other day as well uh about aoe4 of course uh yeah and he was like yeah you should play it i was like i can't a i don't have a computer b i have my eye issues <laughs> uh, can but. you not get steam on a mac uh i mean right. i don't think i can pl no mac uh, like apple's devices are notorious for being bad with games oh yeah good point i think That's i would have really to get stupid. like a like a windows mm, emulator thing oh yeah that's not the way you want to do that i know people do that and it's just like no i don't i don't, I don't think so that's so annoying yeah I, I can i can do other things with my time i guess I guess, yeah. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, 
but yeah i don't know it's it's i've i've been reading i've been reading a lot of books lately which is nice because i mean a i had eye issues b our internet didn't work for a few days so what am i to do <laughs> except read books and i was sick too so um all of these things in in actually not at the same time but in succession which <laughs> kind of sucked <laughs> um but yeah i've been reading a lot of books and i love it Oh, so good. Uh, I always, like, whenever I'm not reading, I tend to forget how great reading is. Yeah, it is amazing. I forget as well, and I stop reading for fun so, so many times. Yeah, that's the problem with, like, you know, studies and stuff. It's just, like, you're reading so much for that that it's super difficult to also read in your spare time. Yeah, it's, like, the last thing you'd want to do sometimes. But mm -hmm. I I do enjoy it for sure it's and i think it's like it has to be a good book i guess like i guess i get pickier because of it because if i do get distracted by the crappy writing or just like characters mm. that don't make sense or stuff like that i just end up being bored more than anything else but yeah. how many times have you stopped reading a book no never never Interesting. i well stopped intentionally or just like put it down and forgot to pick it up for like forever basically hmm i feel like i feel like that's kind of i mean one of them is like a conscious decision one of us is, is like a subconscious decision i think do you think it's subconscious or it's just like i just got busy and i forgot basically no because if it was good if it was interesting to you you'd pick it up that said, there are books that I thought were really good that I have just forgotten to pick up because oh, okay. I got <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess that doesn't work for that. But yeah, so you've never made the conscious, conscious decision to stop? Reading. Not really. Um, okay. I'm the type of person that like whenever I start something, I'll finish it no matter how much I hate it. Yeah. Uh, that's just my yeah. personality. It's like the worst movies I will just sit through in its entirety. And <laughs> even if I hate it so much. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We're at some point we're going to talk about like some some movies, and I have I have opinions. Um, but I, yeah, I only ever stopped reading one book, and that was when I was a teenager, and it was one of these books that was I was way too old for, and it was only like a hundred and fifty page book. And at page fifty, I was like, I can't do this. This is obviously for like twelve year olds, and I'm seventeen. And I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, no. okay. What 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 made it um for twelve year olds? just the way it was written and the, uh, like, the things it dealt with and it was like super weird it was like time travel it was like a time travel to like the huns what i know yeah it was really weird and it was just not a good book yeah okay and, i don't blame you yeah it was like what the f but even like i don't know one thing where i came close to was um harry potter and the cursed child wow oh because that's a play as well right it's a play so, yeah. yeah i was i was like like halfway through it i was like if this if this wasn't harry potter i'd just throw this away right mm. now. well the investment of the world i guess kept you going no i was just like i think just a, like some sort of feeling of i have to read this because i love harry potter <laughs> or like uh, i loved yeah. harry potter um i was like no i like it's oh, my I, yeah almost responsibility to read this through but it was horrible it was so bad What's the general? I never read it. What's the general plot? Um, it's like it's his kids, right? Doing stuff. Yeah, it's his kids, and they go through some bullshit, 
and it's so bad. I don't I don't even remember. I think I just blocked it out to save my sanity or something. I don't wow. Know. Wait, it's um, super bad. Stupid question. I was thinking about this the other day, and I forgot to look it up. Mm. Um, what what did he name his kids again? I forget. Ooh, damn it! Uh, definitely one was like. Uh, one was Albus Severus or something like that. Yeah, Albus, the worst, the worst. One was I don't know, was it James Sirius or something like that? Ah, uh, okay. So know, it maybe it was. I was like trying to think to myself, uh, what were the four people he named his uh, kids after? Or I mean, he he named uh, didn't he name like uh, he had three children and both of them have two and all of them have three names. Oh, he had three. I. Honestly, like the epilogue and like the things at the end, <laughs> you just forget. Honestly, yeah, uh, definitely one was like Lily, oh, Lily okay. something, so Lily Rose or something. Girl. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and one no Hugo was was like Ron's and Hermione's child. Um, uh, oh, damn it! I, I don't. Just because there were such ridiculous names, I was like, "Why the <laughs> fuck are you?" Like, Jesus, I would never. Well, especially because their names are so normal, like Ron, Harry. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh man, it's the worst. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to look this up as we speak, and it's uh, difficult. There's a. I, I'm in way too long of an article on the Harry Potter wiki. <laughs> about like a thousand years of the of the potter family somewhere some listener is screaming into their mic being like it's this yeah i know uh oh, damn <laughs> this is horrible okay i i am now on a on a family tree oh yeah here we got it here we got it james sirius albus severus and lily luna oh, okay which is, cool. which is so weird because like Luna didn't die, and all yeah. of the other five are dead at the point of when they were born, which is very interesting. But uh, that <laughs> epilogue, man, so bad, so bad. And just like Albus and Severus, both of them are bad. Like the El, like I think. Okay, okay. What do you? What is your opinion on Albus Dumbledore? Dumbledore as a whole. Yeah. Not 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 a great look, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's like I a mean, puppet master in a bad way. Yeah, like he's. I think what's cool about Albus is his larger character arc and story. When you consider like the guilt that he holds in and how that shapes how he moves forward, um, I I can see how he is kind of like a dick in some ways um in especially in his young, younger self but when he kind of goes through his family drama as a kid and or not as a kid as a as a younger adult and then kind of how that shapes his entire ethos um and how he holds on to that i kind of get that and i kind of like that how he grows over that i can respect that character arc him as just this guy who kind of runs everything underneath the shadows not a smart also just like not that smart honestly when you're <laughs> when you consider all the things he could have done to stop this whole Voldemort thing from starting from scratch from starting no. from bottom, like and also I don't know it's just the whole like I I get 
I get people who love Albert, uh, Dumbledore, and I, I also get Harry's affi- affi- affinity for Dumbledore, but I mean, he has, he's just like his. His entire resume is failure after failure after failure. Like you could retitle the Harry Potter books as the failures of Albus Dumbledore. Somebody should write that book, but not J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, to- totally. I I don't know. And he's so manipulative. He's like kind of caring, but also very utilitarian in that way. But I think like ultimately he does care, uh, especially particularly for Harry. Um, I think there is there is a debate to whether or not how he cares about others around there. Um, I think his, he's very selective in his affection clearly. And I don't know. I'm kind of on the middle with Albert, uh, with Dumbledore. I, I kind of, lo- but like from a character building perspective, I, I do like it. If that makes sense. I respect how you have this character who is simultaneously, uh, who is undermined, is set up originally as this like wise old man character that you're supposed mm. to revere and love and then you slowly chip away at that um archetype and i i kind of like that uh journey of a character so and what about snape honestly like okay okay <laughs> this is my hot take okay like everyone's like uh oh, snape loved lily so much blah 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 like what how does that redeem everything that he does and yeah anything and like i get the guilt that he had and i but he did so much shit after and also like before their deaths obviously like and i i it's oh okay it's nice and poetic that harry comes to love snape for all that he was and he like names his child and i'm just like but why (laughs) but like oh yeah okay he loved me your mother Till the day yeah. he died. And he acted as a spy for Dumbledore in Voldemort's camp. So he was a good guy. I, I was just like... Yeah, he still okay. treated him like shit for his the entirety of his life, basically. Exactly. Like, you would, you would be more conflicted about it than just mm. fully on the other side. I, I, by Snape... I like Snape as a character by himself. Yeah, for sure. What I don't particularly like is Harry's response to Snape. Um, mm. And I found that to be too... 180 as opposed to something that he would really reconcile with or like have to have to fight within himself about how he should feel about his relationship with snape yeah having said that the one time like i feel like the most emotional moments in all of the harry potter movies particularly is the always act uh, like and that's that's the best line in yeah the books and the movies and it's so like Im- like way more impo- emotionally impactful in the film than in the book to me oh interesting i think probably just because i mean alan rickman the tone of the voice the music yeah all of it it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. damn and they obviously well. we see the, the, the like the flashback um which is also like it's just the build-up yeah well, good point. Uh, yeah, so Snape's, Snape in and of itself is fine, um, but uh, he, it doesn't redeem his love for Lily and his spying doesn't redeem him as a Death Eater and doesn't makes no sense why Harry would mm. come to love him to the point to name his child after him. Yeah, that's that's why. Uh, th- that's just like <laughs> I feel like J.K. Rowling was just sitting there like, oh shit, I need to do something. And how how can I end this in the cheesiest way possible? 
Yeah, I think that's partially what it was, while still killing off like characters. You Everyone, know? yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. I have a question. Uh, uh, what do you think is the uh, the Harry Potter character that's like most resembles you, or that you mostly like identify with? Oh wow! I've literally never thought of this. So this is <laughs> gonna be a tough, tough situation, tough thing to think about. Peeves. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hey, it could have been way worse. Yeah, it could. Um. Oh wow. I, I don't know. Do you have an answer for yourself? Yeah, but I want to make you guess. Like like or I want to I make you answer for me. Oh, interesting. Is is yours Neville? Ah, I can I can I can see where you're coming from, but no. Oh, interesting. No, uh, I'd say like Lupin is the one. Ah, uh, that's a good one for you. Yeah. Oh, Lupin is a good character. Yeah, I really he's like great. Lupin. Honestly, like the the generation above Harry, oh, it's a lot. It's really interesting. Like I like Sirius. I like Lupin. Yeah, but Sirius is also kind of an asshole. So, yeah, good point. And I think like Lupin is super. It's like for an auxiliary character, he's like super. He's like pretty multidimensional. Yeah. No, he's incredible. Honestly. Yeah, and his arc too is great. I mean, any any arc that ends with death is good. Super spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> Sure. I mean, don't all arcs end in death eventually? Oh, so, so, so true. So true. But so I what, can't. No, I am can't come up with Luna, anyone. maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I'm not that weird, though. I'm not. I'm, I'm more socially no. like uh, uh, I can talk Apt. to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, my if God. If you were more eccentric. Okay. Mm, no. You come up with someone. No, 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 no. That doesn't work at all. Um, because I'm definitely not. I'm definitely yeah, right. I'm definitely not any of the main three. No, at all. But can um, we quickly establish Hermione's MVP, right? Yeah, for sure. That's not even yeah. close. I mean, but, who? Harry is such a dick as well. It's it's Hermione's show, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, so I'm definitely not any of the main three. Uh, and then it's tough to really like get into. Because there are just so many. Yeah, it's difficult. I'd really have to think about this. Well, tune in next time. <laughs> yeah. Tonks. I'm just going to say Tonks because you picked Lupin. Uh, <laughs> oh, power couple. <laughs> uh, nice. No, definitely not Tonks either. Oh, maybe no. the mother. Ron's mom. Mrs. Weasley. Uh, Mrs. Weasley and Molly. Yeah, I could see that actually. That's me. <laughs> yeah, that works. That works on many levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I am Mrs. Weasley. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> go, we clear that up. Now, now uh, whenever someone asks you, uh, you have an answer ready. Yes, thank you so much. I this mean, it will happen all the time, of course. Yeah, I should have prepared this earlier. What was I thinking? Yeah. Okay, I can. I can, can I be mean for a second? Uh, oh, sure, please. We were joking around yesterday about like uh, naming kids. Oh yes. And you were like, "Oh, this goes onto the list." Do you have a list? No, I don't actually have a list. It was a metaphorical okay. list. <laughs> I have like names that I think are cool, but yeah. I don't have any list written down. Do you want to share them with a the group, or do you, is that a private thing? Uh. You can say no. 
I'm trying to think of any right now. I yeah. have I'm very bad at remembering things under pressure. Um mm, what are any? same. Yeah, right. I'll have to ask and get back to you about that. Sure. About baby names. Yeah. And would you would you give your child like one name or multiple names? Probably just one name. Hmm. I'm not a I don't have a middle name. I don't I mean yeah. maybe maybe an honorific middle name. Not an honorific, but like in honor of someone or like name maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if, if uh, you know, obviously Ahsoka is always an option. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> y- Ahsoka Yavin, Yavin Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> no, or just like Ahsoka Tano. It's like first name, yeah. middle name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. What a world. No, I, I'm not sure, actually. I'll have to get back to you. Mm. Um, I think it's what I have noticed that I really don't like any male names. Like male yeah, names are way d- more difficult. Yeah, they're all like terrible. <laughs> yeah, I've I've recently because I for a long time it used to be I mean famously I mean I don't want children but it still is an interesting exercise. Uh, for the longest time I thought like Alexander would be great, but it's I have realized I don't wa- like names that too many people have. Yeah, <laughs> and Alexander. Yeah, I know it's, it's bad, but now now like Felix is would be number one for sure. Oh, as a male name? Yeah. I can't think of any male names. Uh, literally, I I don't think I've liked a single one that I've heard. Yeah. Um, damn it. I was looking this up like a couple weeks ago, too. And I <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll like circle back. Whatever. Yeah, we'll have a whole podcast on baby names. <laughs> <laughs> sure. What, where's the hook pun there? Um, hooked on babies? Uh, no, that's... Baby hooks? <laughs> baby hooks. <laughs> yeah yeah that's gonna be the eventual um like parenting podcast exactly i guess baby hooks yeah um (laughs) (laughs) if we're doing this long enough there will probably be babies at some point there can be that's gonna be a long time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know Season, tune in for season 10 of Seriously Hooked. <laughs> That's op- very optimistic. Maybe he's hooks or whatever the fuck we just said. Yeah. <laughs> oh All right. God. I think we're spinning our wheels. Should we yeah. uh, wrap yeah, up yeah. here? Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to this random podcast where we talked about nothing, really. And just we talked about so many things. So many things, but yes, yeah, nothing. Um, so uh, appreciate you guys sticking with us if you stuck with us this long if you like these kinds of episodes um and want to support the show chris what should people do and uh, definitely give us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts so other people can find them and if people want to get in contact more generally chris how should they uh, reach out uh the easiest way is probably to go to our website seriallyhook.com where you can just find all of the contact info you know form on our website email twitter all of these things cool all right thank you see you next time bye